0: All things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get taxology to God hollow, because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, Grace and Peace, Grace and Peace. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K Dub, and today, yes, today, we're gonna be talking about Mike Todd. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what a crazy week. Let me let me just say, if it looks like half of my face is swollen or I've gained about five pounds, it's because one of those is true. <laughs> I, I got my wisdom tooth removed and I, I just needed to get this out. So I wanted to go live. And so I was like, I'm gonna bear through it. I, I'm feeling all right pain wise. But if I say anything heretical, we'll blame it on the medicine that I'm taking and not. <laughs> not dealing with the shenanigans we're going to be dealing with today. And so, yeah, how are you all doing? Uh, how are you all doing? Recently, someone sent me this sermon of Mike Todd, and the sermon title is called, guys, this is not a joke. It is called King, King Dumb. Kingdom.
1: What? Bro, what are you talking about, man?
0: So I heard that, saw the title name, and I'm like, "Is this a sermon about himself? I don't get it." And so, um, <laughs> I listened to the sermon, and boy, this is this actually may be one of his most troubling sermons. And I know I say that all the time. I, I say that all the time because he actually outdoes he outdoes my expectations every time. Every time I'm like, "Wow." It couldn't have got worse. (laughs) And I'm the next sermon. I'm like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have said that because he's it's like he's trying to outdo that. This sermon actually is very interesting from the level of his psyche because um, he uses less props than I think he's ever. I mean, the only uh, prop was used was a uh, Play-Doh ball and then Chick-fil-A sauce. We will talk about the Chick-fil-A sauce one. Um, But I thought it was very interesting. And so. Let's let's just get into it, you know, my face is swollen, I'm feeling wild. Let's just open up this right here.
2: What I'm about to share with you, I honestly have never heard before. I am so.
0: Now, let me let me actually go back. Be careful of when someone tries to prop up a new idea they never heard before what, what what he actually propping up isn't new but it just shows how unstudied this man is but we're gonna we're gonna talk about what was so new for him in the i don't know uh he's around 36 let's say he's been claiming to being christian for 10 years he's never heard of this subject that should be troubling right here watch what he says he's never heard of
2: what i'm about to share with you i honestly have never heard before I am so full of this kingdom message and I wanted to make sure that I was right in line with every. So
0: first off, he's saying that the message he's never heard of is kingdom. I I don't know how you've been sitting in a church for any length of time and never heard about the kingdom. It literally was Jesus first message. (laughs) I mean, if you're just going through the Gospels, you get there fairly quick. Uh, Now, hold on, Melissa. Don't steal my thunder. Don't steal my thunder. We're going to get to that for sure. But notice what he does when he says, OK, I wanted to make sure this message was right. Some of you may not have saw a problem with this, but I, I, I think it's problematic. Uh, and I'll give reasons why in a second. Just let's let's play this
2: thing that this Tuesday, me and Charles took a flight down to my uh, oversight pastor's house, Tim Ross. And I said, this is what I'm about to preach. Ain't this what the Bible says?
0: <laughs> so uh, he tells Tim Ross and I know there've been people t- telling me I need to review some of Tim Ross's statements. I I, I don't, I don't really know who he is. I, I mean, I know of him, but I don't know uh, in depthly, but this is his oversight pastor, uh, which even that's kind of interesting, biblically speaking. Right. But so instead of studying for himself and, you know, Making sure it lines up biblically. He he flies out to wherever Tim Ross lives and says, Ain't this in the Bible? <laughs> All right, that's my uh <laughs> my uh wisdom teeth, Mike Todd impression. Ain't this in the Bible, Tim? Right? Um one why'd you have to fly out there to ask that question? That's that's kind of like <laughs> my little point. Two, it shows Mike Todd's inability to actually study the word of God for himself and to be confident in his own studies, right? This goes back to the qualifications of an elder. What is one of the qualifications? That the elder must be able to preach sound doctrine, right? I don't believe Mike Todd is. And the fact that I guess Tim Ross thumbs up this message, because this message was pretty bad. And we're going to get into some examples of that. And then I'm going to actually share some of the good stuff he said. But I'm going to, we're going to show how... A lot of this sermon was actually very um, problematic as well, and so he went out to wherever Tim Ross lives. I don't know where he lives, and said, "Ain't this in the Bible?" <laughs> right? Uh, very interesting that he had to go fly out somewhere to ask someone, "Is this in the Bible?" I mean, are you study the Bible. I mean, like, I, I don't. Just very interesting that a that a pastor did this. Right. Uh, Miss Dallas Wynn says, I feel like Tim Ross theology is not right either. Well, if if he's affirming what Mike Todd doing, I I think I would agree with you. Like, I mean, I haven't listened to Tim Ross sermons or anything, but very interesting. Right. Let's keep going.
2: Everybody got to have somebody that's that they're submitted to y'all playing y'all out here listening to all these internet pastors and internet preachers. You don't know where they came from and who's covering them. You better help yourself.
0: Uh, Very ironic. Yes. Cause I do consider Mike Todd an internet pastor, but that's not, I I would not view that as accountability where the pastor has to go to someone else as to thumbs up your sermon. I I don't think that's a, now I am for accountability and et cetera, um, but I don't believe what he did was account accountability. I mean, <laughs> you had someone who literally had to prove your sermon cause you didn't know if it was in the Bible or not. That's, that's very concerning. I, I mean, if that was, if my pastor said that, I would be like, hold on, bro. Yeah. 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 Deandre, take your own advice. Exactly. <laughs> Mike Todd is literally the, de- Mike Todd literally is the definition of what he talked about. He's the internet pastor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have to remember he doesn't like to study. So we know why you had to fly out there because <laughs> you're spiritually lazy. Right. You don't you don't you hate studying. Remember, he and he said he flew out there. He said now this is what he studies looks like Wednesday through Sunday morning. He flew out there Tuesday, so he hasn't even cracked open the Bible to see if it was biblical or not, according to his own way of studying. Right. Right. According to Mike Todd's way of studying, he starts his study on Wednesday. He ends it Sunday morning, right before the sermon. He flew out there Tuesday, so he hasn't even opened up to study for his sermon. That lets me know he, he he's not doing any study prep before he actually asks someone, is this in the Bible? Don't come up with your sermon before you actually do the study for the sermon. You know, let's keep going.
1: I went to him, sat at his
2: dining room table with Charles and I said, ain't this it? Ain't this it? Open Bibles, highlighters, scriptures. I said, because I will never be accused of knowingly giving the people of God something that will damage them.
0: Well, too late. I mean, you've given numerous stuff that damage. It. Okay. Let's take Mike Todd at his word. He doesn't want to knowingly do this. Then Mike Todd should sit down. By his own uh standard if he doesn't want to knowingly give someone you know something that will damage them then he should sit down and will be a pastor because he himself admits he's not qualified to do this if you can't come up with your own sermons then you're not qualified to do this mr mike todd who does not like to study the bible who matter of fact is not even done like he hates doing it all right he, he, that's his own language he hates to study for sermons so
2: and as we sat at that table and the word began to illuminate y'all it was like light was coming out of that thing it was like do y'all see that I don't read this scripture 500 million 11 times and it's right there and God said Michael I've given you assignment to Represent the kingdom to my people.
0: I don't believe that God told you that. Hold on. Let me fix my camera here. I don't believe God told you that because what was wrong with the old presentation? Right. Remember a. Sorry, <laughs> a you know, God said this is according to Mike Todd. God told Mike Todd to represent the kingdom. Representing means something you have to do something over again or. No, just present it, present the kingdom. So, uh, Ruslan, man, uh, Mike Todd says he hates to study the Bible for real. Yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you <laughs> when I get done here. Yeah, he said he hates studying the Bible. He views it as tedious Um, and that was his own words. That's not me trying to. That's an actual quote. He hates studying the Bible is what he said. He hates it. And so this is why I believe he should step down. Um, you know, any pastor does not have the joy of and that's not to mean there aren't seasons of, of uh, you know, hard work and there aren't things. But the overall joy of the pastor should be that they love studying the Bible, you know. And so, yeah, a lot of people are saying, yeah, they remember when I played that clip. I don't I don't have it up in up here, but I could send it to you. But let's go. Remember this, the topic of the sermon is uh, Jesus and the king or the kingdom. Right. The kingdom. Now we're going to hear Mike Todd define the kingdom Remember, Mike Todd also say prior to this week, he never heard anything about the kingdom. He said he didn't know what the kingdom was. He never heard a sermon. That's kind of problematic because Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom. And I, I'm not going to say I find it hard to believe he never heard anything about the kingdom. But how could you not hear? How could you be a pastor and not know anything prior to this week about the kingdom of God? But let's listen to some of this.
2: Because we have been ignorant of what's this? The only message Jesus preached on this earth.
0: Now, I do agree with him that many people have been ignorant (laughs) about, uh, the kingdom of God. Uh, but people have been, people in the church have been ignorant about a lot of things, but I don't think Mike Todd's church actually prepares people to not be ignorant. It actually stultifies them, right? Because what do they want to come see? They want to see the props. They want to see the games. They want to see all this rather than a sermon where exclusively the word of God. Now, He says that Jesus only preached the kingdom of God. That seems a bit far. One could say Jesus preached primarily the kingdom of God, but Jesus preached a lot of things, right? He says he's going to prove it, but he actually never proves his point. Jesus preached a lot of stuff. He preached on hell. He preached on, you know, finances. He preached on a a lot of stuff that wasn't the kingdom of God, and I'm going to show you how. Um, Mike Todd actually does not understand what the kingdom of God is. Now, <laughs> I might offend some, some people's particular theologies, and that's, that's fine, but I want you to hear me out with a biblical view in mind, right? Not an open view in mind, but a biblical view in mind, right? <laughs> so let's keep
1: going.
2: I'm going to prove to you at the end of this service that Jesus talked about nothing else except the kingdom. Your favorite Bible scriptures from Jesus was the illustrated sermon about guess what the king. He would say stuff like the kingdom of God is like.
0: Now, he goes on just I, di- I didn't put this in here, but he just goes on to show other texts where Jesus talked about the kingdom. That's actually not proof that that's the only thing he talked about. Yeah, Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom, but to say he only talked about the kingdom. That seems to be a, a stretch, maybe to make your point of the sermon, but not actually true biblically. So did Tim Ross give this thumbs up? Uh, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. He had to fly out there Tuesday to do that. So. Um.
2: And he would go into a story and then he would say the kingdom of God is like he was trying to get it through our heads. That the only gospel message you need to know to live a victorious life on this earth is the message we're missing.
0: even with that said, it shows what Mike Todd thinks about the kingdom. Remember he, he says, matter, matter of fact, let me play back so I, so I don't quote him out of context.
2: victorious life on this earth only gospel message you need to know to live a victorious life on this earth
0: so the only gospel message we need to know to live a victorious life here on this earth right
2: is the message we're missing
0: is the message we're missing which he thinks which he says is the kingdom um and it, and i'm going to show how for mike todd the kingdom is very physical right it's very um you know, it has to do with finances. It has to do with um, phys- physical stuff, right? My position, and and maybe we can get some fee- feedback uh, from the chat. If you can point to it in a material, physical way, it's not the kingdom. Right? And my, unlike Mike Todd, I'm going to demonstrate that. <laughs> um, let me see here. If you open up your Bibles to Luke 17... By the way, if you're watching, like this video, right? Like this video. And, and yeah, Mike Todd, we already know the importation of what he means, victorious means. As a matter of fact, let me, let me show you. Let me play this so you can get a glimpse into what he means.
2: You do not have this message or you would be victorious in every area of your life.
0: So you don't have the kingdom. Otherwise, you would be victorious in every single aspect of your life. So he means things like finances, uh, (laughs) you know, career, et cetera, et cetera. You know. um, (laughs) Yeah, brother, don't steal my thunder, man.
2: (laughs) The reason I know you don't know what the kingdom is, because I'm looking at you, Mm. looking at your marriage. Looking at your prayer request. When you understand the power, the dominance, the authority that Jesus gives us in the kingdom, everything changes.
0: Yeah, a lot of you are peeping up on the language, right? A lot of you are peeking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot on, Joe. If only you had this knowledge, right? Let me introduce you to a biblical principle which I've heard for some time that may be helpful when you're studying the Bible. Right? This is why some people have contradictory contradictory or unbiblical um uh theologies or or maybe they don't understand these aspects. Maybe so let me introduce you to this idea of the already not yet principle. And I believe this uh, applies specifically to the kingdom. In one sense, the kingdom is already here. Right. I'm going to elaborate on that. But in another sense, the kingdom is future. What do I mean? I I heard this principle about the king kingdom, which was very helpful. Whenever you want to know about the kingdom, look at the king is the king here? No, well, not physically. Well, then in that that aspect the kingdom is future. But in another sense the king is here. Right? Spiritually, right? He resides in the Christians. So the so the principle of the kingdom is one that is already not yet, meaning the king is here presently spiritually, but then the king is future return, bodily, physically, right? Let me let me just lay out um what I'm talking about from scripture, um where Jesus says this, says this, Luke 20 verses, sorry, Luke 17, 20 through 21, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come. So notice they're asking, when is the kingdom of God gonna come? Notice Jesus answered. No, notice did he give the same answer Mike Todd gives? I want you to keep that in mind. He answered them. The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed. Ponder on that, guys. The kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. There is no place you can point to to say that's the kingdom of God. Right. There is no place you can point to. I know a lot of people like where there's a particular land, that's the kingdom of God. Right. No place. There's no particular church, no particular area, physical location. That can be described as the kingdom of God, according to Jesus's own statements. And I would argue. Not prior to his return. Right. And so everything Mike Todd describes about the kingdom of God is all physical and contradicts what Jesus said in Luke 17, 20 through 21. And we're going to actually hear a a more blatant statement that contradicts this later in the sermon. Right. And so I hope that's helpful when we talk about the kingdom of God um, to understand that it's not physical because there are so many false teachers who want to have this dominion theology, which makes the kingdom of God physical. So many guys, you've seen them out there. Prosperity Gospels bank on this, that the kingdom of God is physical. Right. That you can point to it. It's not the kingdom of God. Uh, matter of fact, what does Jesus say um, when he asked about this about this uh, I- idea about the kingdom in John 18, 36? My kingdom is not of this world. Right. It's, it's, it's not a part of this realm. Right. If that were the case, if this world and that's the world system. If it were. Of this geography, this system, my servants would be fighting, right? We would be fighting for some piece of land, some physical physical idea, right? But that's not the case. The kingdom is within. So something to remember when you're hearing people talk about the kingdom and something to remember if you go and listen to this sermon. Now, guys, there is so much troubling in this sermon. I I mean, unless we wanted to make this a three hour, four hour video <laughs> i didn't think it would be helpful to put that to put that much in now some people are like yeah do it do it i like i like the long videos but <laughs> again remember i'm, I'm kind of hurting here now i want to talk about the good like todd said and so let me play this clip here
2: i'm um, low level of learning when it comes to kingdoms because we were born into democracies and republics and, and and so in a kingdom you don't get an opinion So the reason when you read the Bible you be picking and choosing is because you were born in a democracy and you think the king cares what you think. Oh my God. Your opinion doesn't matter in the kingdom. I can already tell this is going to be rough for you because your mama been telling you, what do you think? God don't care what you think. Oh God, oh God, Michael, calm down. You have to introduce them to the message so they can receive it. God don't care what you think.
0: Now, besides the charades, I mean, even that I could find something to d- disagree with. But his overall point is, yes, God is king and, he, and he's not concerned with the citizens. Right. He's not. Cr- he's not concerned ultimately with the subjects of uh of that. So um, <laughs> renew my says, I told my wife, Kato's video is going to be six hours because the sermon had so much heresy. <laughs> like I said, I, I had to cut out some stuff that I wanted. I had to kind of rank what I thought was actually most important, but he's right right there. Uh, and when he's right, I'll, I'll give his props. I'll give his kudos. God does not. God is not concerned with your opinion. God is God as we, and we are not right. Um, like I said, I could still find a reason to disagree with that, but I, I wanted to actually be even more charitable, too. But this part is actually the concerning part. Someone's already brought it up. And it's how we define terms. Mike Todd does not yet. Yeah, someone says, did he say OMG? He does that a lot, guys. It's it's to the point where I'm just like. He he does not have any kind of reverence, how he uses God names, but. That's a, that could be a whole nother video in of itself, how many times he does that, how many times he he uses God's name irre, irre, and irreverently, but. I want to play this clip because I think if I played it, uh, it'll show you better than if I talk about it first. So let's, let's get into when it. When
2: I said to you that our greatest adversary is not the enemy, it's ignorance, I want you to, to know that that is confirmed in the word of God in Hosea 4.6. When the Bible says my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Do you know it's interesting when I begin to study the scripture that the word knowledge in Hebrew means light? Now,
0: um, the word knowledge in Hebrew doesn't mean light. It, it can be used. Light can be. Uh, he's actually confusing meaning versus interpretation. So the, and this is why it's important, because the word knowledge always means knowledge. But the word light can sometimes refer to knowledge and its meaning and its application. And we're going to show actually why this is actually dangerous. Not what I'm talking about, but Mike Todd's understanding of the word, because it shows just because you see the word light doesn't mean it always refer to knowledge. Sometimes it can refer to physical light. Um, Sometimes it can refer to you know, it can refer to knowledge sometimes. So you have to ask the question in the context, what is this phrase or this word uh, referring to? So just because you see a word does not mean it's always referring to the same thing. And this is a perfect example of this. Um, That just because you even define a word certain way, you know, let's take, for example, the word world world in the Greek has at least nine different definitions according to its application. But if you assume the word world means that every single person, every single time you use it, you're going to actually come into some problems when you uh, engage the text. (laughs) Yeah, I like this. I like this. Uh, Do you know the word Hebrew means Hebrew and Hebrew? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's this is what. Yeah, that's funny. But let, let me actually play this so you can see what I mean. So he's saying the word knowledge, or, or is it, hold on, let me, let me play it back so we make sure he's saying what he's saying.
2: That our greatest adversary is not the enemy, it's ignorance. I want you to, to know that that is confirmed in the word of God in Hosea 4.6, when the Bible says my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Do you know it's interesting when I begin to study the scripture that the word knowledge in Hebrew means light that my people are
0: destroyed cuz they don't And let me let me stop right there. I'm not familiar with any lexicon that dis- says knowledge actually means light. He's actually confusing light can sometimes in its application mean knowledge, but we'll let him make his point.
2: People are destroyed because they don't have enough light in an area so he says
0: well the reason why people are destroyed is because they don't have enough light if only they just knew then everything would be fine well i can tell you firsthand from knowing people seeing people know the truth that that's not the case So this is actually is a denial of man's sinfulness, man's own sinful nature. If you just teach man true facts, then he says, well, they won't be destroyed. That's (laughs) he has no idea of the suppression of truth right there. In his idea, man isn't suppressing the truth. They just need they just don't know about it. They're ignorant. This is see, this is why I say Mike Todd is not qualified to be pastor because he's Yeah, someone talked about so much equivocation going on. None of this actually makes sense, but it actually gets worse, guys.
2: Dark in the area. They don't know where things are. And the word tells us that knowledge is light.
0: So let me play this next clip so you can see what I mean by it gets worse. He's saying, well, if man just had enough light member in his theology <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's it's like this guy has not read woman's one man is suppressing the truth man does not what does john say they don't want the light right why don't they want the light for fear of their evil deeds weeks be exposed it's like it's like mike todd read john john three i believe that's in john three romans one and said the exact opposite of what it says Men don't want the light. Mike Tazzo, if they just had the light, they would know and they wouldn't be destroyed, but <sighs> I'm trying not to work myself up too much. I'm unlimited power today. <laughs> Physical power, but uh let's listen to this because this is where it gets dangerous. This is where it actually gets dangerous.
2: When you fully understand what God is trying to do, you cannot hide that thing, and that's why we need to get light. Even in the beginning when there was void and nothing was in the earth, what was the first thing Jesus said in Genesis 1? Let there, oh I feel this, be, let the knowledge come. What?
1: Bro, what are you talking about, man? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. No, no,
0: no. what in the beginning god said let there be knowledge hold on let's play that back maybe i misheard
2: thing was in the earth what was the first thing jesus said in genesis 1 let there oh i feel this be let the knowledge come
0: well we know in genesis 1 god creates the light So is he literally arguing before Genesis one, there was no such thing as knowledge. This is why Mike Todd is not able to preach. This is why I say he should not be a pastor. This guy got on the stage and said the light there was knowledge. I mean, so much for God being all knowing because you have knowledge now being created. You can't say God was all knowing and then say he created knowledge in Genesis one. Let the knowledge come. I mean, <laughs> nothing about, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about ta- passages in the Bible, Isaiah 40, uh, 13 through 14, where it says, who has measured the spirit of the Lord or what man shows him counsel? Whom did he consult? Right? And who did, who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice, justice and who taught him knowledge? Who showed him the way of understanding? Obviously, our, you know, the Orthodox understanding of that is no one. See, if Mike Todd was 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 consistent, he would say. God learned now, thankfully, I don't think he would say that. But he has God creating knowledge in Genesis one. See, this is why. How you interpret a particular word in its context is actually important. And it's not just highfalutin games that scholars play or, um, you know, you know, I heard people call me just just a Christian YouTuber. Right. It's not little games we play just to be nitpicky. Right. No, this is important. As a popular theologian says, theology is matters. Yeah, yeah. If he would just think through the logic for two seconds. See, this is why you don't need That's This is why you shouldn't be consulting with people for your sermons. You should know and be able to think through yourself. That's called maturity. Where you have to present your message to someone and the fact that someone approved this, I'm, I'm hoping they didn't preach at all. Maybe they just heard glimpses of it. The fact that someone approved this is actually very problematic as well. It's very frustrating. That um, this was preached in a sermon now, because guess what? If Mike Todd is seen as the pastor and generally not always, but generally pastors are the most mature when it comes to or most knowledgeable when it comes to God's word. Imagine how many people ran off with that saying, hey, did you know in Genesis one God created knowledge? I never knew that. Well, there's a reason why you never heard it, because it's stupid. It's kingdom, Dumb. Yeah, you are being the King Dumb when it comes to this. And I know you don't like when people say this, but...
1: Hey, who messes is this? Oh, man, is this?
0: This, guys, this is why we have to take serious.
1: Preach the word. Preach the
0: word. It's, it's, it's not... Preaching is not up there just getting up there spewing your opinion see that's why i actually gave mike todd kudos when he talked about the king being sovereign and doesn't care what man says but the problem is he goes and contradicts that very thing in the next few minutes see this is important guys and if you're in transformation church you're a fan of mike todd guys this is so important this is not something we can just minimize and say oh well he just has this has his style and god is using him god's using him to bring about a spirit of stupor up across the land sure but that's not a good thing so let's get to the next point uh yeah <laughs> he did say you can be stupid and saved yes i hope one of at least one i don't know if two of those things are true for him though well One of them might be. Yeah, let's go back. And uh, so let's let's play this next
2: clip. They didn't have the character. They wouldn't understand my words. That little family situation where they think they can live together, unmarried and not make a commitment to each other and not have a covenant, but do all the grown up stuff. I ain't in that. Oh, God. Well, God doesn't judge me. Yes, you're his son and daughter, but you're giving up your priestly title.
0: It sounded like he was affirming, and like I said, he doesn't expound on it enough, so I'm actually going to be very charitable here. It sounded like he was agreeing with the statement, God doesn't judge me. I don't know if he was just... It, but nevertheless, you know, with the two people, the two people living together, he's saying that those people are giving up their priestly title? What? Hold on.
1: What? Bro, what are you talking about,
0: man? Uh, what does that even mean? You're giving up your priestly title. One, our priest—if you are actually a Christian—you can't lose your priestly title. I don't, like I said, I don't even know what that even means. It's so unfamiliar to Scripture. And yeah, I, I like what Senior Conrad said. It's not grown-up stuff. It's sin. It's fornication. That's that's not grown-up stuff it's a violation against god. You don't hear him talk about that with sin. You know, and he's just saying, "Well, you're just giving up your priestly title." One, I would argue, if a person is living in unrepentant rebellion towards god, bro, they're not even a priest in the kingdom. They're not they're not a Christian. See, this is why I say Mike Todd has a low view of when it comes to sin. Does Mike Todd actually believe what the Bible says about sin? You, want, you know what, Mike Todd, you want to talk about the kingdom of God? I got a kingdom of God verse for you. This would have been perfect for you if you would have if you would have just preached it. Stand by. I didn't have this is on the fly. I just thought of this. But notice what the text says. This would be in a great verse to preach on the kingdom of God, Mike Todd. But I think you're ashamed to text like this. This is do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? There's our kingdom of God verse, right? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral. Well, you, Mike Todd just said they just lose their priestly title. Although this verse says they don't even get in. Anyways, it says nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, right? See, this is what being in the kingdom of God does. It washes you, sanctifies you. You justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Does Mike Todd believe that? That the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Because he just said. They just lose their priestly title. The the Bible never says any of that, that someone loses their priestly titles. See, this is the This is I've heard this kind of talk all through my life where you have like the carnal Christians. Right. This kind of sounds like that. Where the. You know, they're still Christian, no matter how they live. So neo antinomianism. Right. Right. I've heard that theology a lot. Now, well, the serious Christians, though, they're just the, they. you know, they they just get the second blessing and, you know, they get all this. But, you know, you got the carnal Christians over here, you know, the people who just lose their priestly title. It's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible, man. But Mike Todd said it. Yeah, that's right, Karen. What are we saved from? You know, I saw I say Mike Todd never preaches on. The wrath of god i've never heard him preach preach on the wrath of god never like i said (sighs) i mean you you just wonder why i mean you can't preach on the wrath of god like this and because you got a lot of goats in here who just want to be entertained all right you just want this kind of preaching only brings the goats to come and like in matter of fact guys if you think i'm joking that's kind of going to be admitted, but listen to this. This this is next clip.
2: So, Michael, you can't title that series kingdom. I was like, why? Wow, that's what you.
0: So apparently this is his conversation with God. And, and that's a whole nother conversation for another day. I guess just God speaking outside of his word, just telling Mike Todd. All sorts of craziness, right? So he's talking about why he named this sermon Kingdom which is very fitting for a particular people
2: he said Michael you can't title that series Kingdom I was like why wow, that's what you told me the word of the year was for Transformation Church Kingdom and I really don't want to do a new graphic he said Michael you can't title it like
0: even if God was he was talking face to face who's arguing with God <laughs> right it is just a Funny way. It just shows the reverence. Like, well, God, I, I really, I really don't want to um, change the graphic. Interesting.
2: Kingdom, because my people are kingdom. The title of this series is Kingdom.
0: <laughs> like I said, uh, it's very fitting given how he handles the text, but interesting.
2: We can't talk about the kingdom of God because we are king. We are ignorant of what the Bible says about the kingdom. I can put the mic in front of pastors and they have no idea what the kingdom of God is. I can put the mic in front of praise and worship leaders, in front of singers, in front of musicians, in front of theology major, and they have no clue about the only message Jesus taught about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah. Pam, great observation. Didn't he just say we're not talking back up to God? And yeah, remember he said, you know, God don't care about opinion, but here he was giving his opinion to God. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. One, he's so, so contradictory. But yeah, here here he is insulting. Oh, this is a great point. As a shepherd, whose fault is it? That's that's so true. (laughs) Yeah, bro, you didn't know what it was till last week either. You know, you ever met someone who just learned something like two minutes ago and they want to let everybody know how much they know it? This is Mike Todd. One, he's wrong about the kingdom of God. But he thinks he knows what the kingdom of God is. So he's arrogant in it, right? Or let me use, he's just confident in his so-called knowledge. One, he was wrong about knowledge. He's wrong about the kingdom of God being physical, et cetera, et cetera. He, he, he actually has no knowledge of the kingdom. This, this sermon had so much error in it, but here he says God gave it to him. Let me just, let me give you, let me give me a softball one, right? And this is something we hear all the time. But check
2: this out. God says, I don't want you to turn to anything culture has made up. Y'all know religion was made up by culture. Jesus never talked about religion. All he wanted was a relationship. Religion is man's attempt to fill an eternal void for the kingdom.
0: Now, anyone making the distinction of religion, relationship, shows me they're not even reading the Bible or what kind of preaching they're already hearing? The Bible is not anti-religion. Did you know that? I mean, one of the most clearest verses on this comes from the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, well, I thought I had it up here. Hold on, let me. Uh... Sorry, uh, I think it's in James one twenty-seven. Yeah. James 127, the brother of our Lord, Jesus says, religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the father is this and goes on to describe the religion God loves. But Mike Todd told us God hates religion. The Bible tells us God loves religion that is pure and undefiled. Who should I believe? (laughs) The brother of Jesus, which was inspired by the Holy Spirit or Mike Todd, who just found out what kingdom was last week. I'm going to go with uh, James. <laughs> I'm going to go with the the scriptures, the Bible, you know, God's inspired word. I get it. We're in this culture. I, I remember when that religion relationship stuff first formed about, right? And, and, and now we see it. And you guys who watch my channel know. <laughs> uh, religion is used to uh, combat anybody disagreeing with them, right?
1: A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke.
0: I love religion. I love God's religion that he's established, that he's formed. God does not hate religion, according to scripture. If that's our guide, if that's our standard. Then where does this theology come from? It came from the exact place he said it didn't come from, culture. <laughs> he said, religion created culture. No. Religion told, g- culture told you to hate religion. God said, you know, <laughs> hold on, let me, I got, I got, it's perfect timing for it. So I got to do it. You know who created religion? God did. God did. God created true religion. Now, God hates false religion. Anybody, again, anybody who's saying to hate religion. I don't know what they do with James one where it literally tells you the religion God loves. Now, if you want to say God hates false religion, sure. Say that, but don't say he hates religion. I mean, come on. Now I've been st- stating how Mike Todd's church appeals to certain people. His church appeals to people who want to be entertained. Right. Um, Someone says, when did religion become a buzzword for bad theology? I don't remember the guy's name, but I remember that. What was the spoken word? Why I love Jesus, but hate the church. I think that's what it was called. Um, But that spoken word, man, I must have been that must have been like a 2012, 2011. I remember that poem spoken word kind of came real popular. And ever since then, man. And I'm not blaming him, but I'm sure it existed prior to that. Um, But that's when I remember that kind of theology, ideology becoming very popular. And so. But, yeah, I've been I've been sharing how Mike Todd's teachings, his sermons appeals to a certain audience. And as an audience. Are goats. You know, people who don't. Really, they don't want to have sin preached on them, right? They don't want to be convicted, right? I, I remember when I was an unbeliever, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do was hear about the Bible. But I would have I would have gladly gone to Mike Todd's church. Now, I wasn't an atheist or anything like that. I was religious, right? I, I, w- I wanted to do spiritual things. I would pray every now and then, right, to get my stuff. But he's that's the exact kind of church I would have wanted to be in when I was unconverted and I know many, many of you probably would say the same thing because guess what? I know for certain at Mike Todd's church, I'm not going to hear my sin getting preached on. Not in any kind of like, um, from God's perspective, it's just going to be like, it's not the best thing to do. Right. I mean, because he's telling you, you still, you're still a good person. <laughs> That's exactly what I would want to hear. Okay. I ain't that bad. Right. But let's listen to this.
2: All I want you to do in this message is see the kingdom.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Remember, remember, we've already defined biblically how the kingdom of God cannot be observed by saying, look, it's over here or over there. All right. (laughs) Watch what this guy does. Watch what kingdom does. Dumb king does. Watch this.
2: All I want you to do in this message is see the kingdom. The reason you're attracted to Transformation Church is because you see the kingdom. You can't define it all. You don't know what it is. But it's like this, I don't know. The braids and then the, the, the jacket and then the like the worship. I like that. You can't. I can't.
0: Mike Todd, you are not the kingdom. You are not the kingdom. Well, they like the braids and, you know, the jacket and you're, you're, you're not the kingdom. You've literally contradicted Luke 17 explicitly (laughs) and notice what they're attracted to you they're attracted to you yeah all about him they're attracted to Mike Todd at the end of the day now subtle admission subtle admission the pastor is supposed to be someone who gets out of the way In their teaching, not attracts people to them. A pastor is just communicating what God has said. You're not the kingdom, my man. You're not the kingdom. Nor are you fulfilling the role of a pastor, pointing people to yourself. So what are you doing up here? Let me play that back. Let me play that back
2: you to do in this message is see the kingdom the reason you're attracted to transformation church is because you see the kingdom you can't define it all you don't know what it is like this i don't know the braids and then the the, the jacket and then like the worship i like that you can't
0: yes yes you're preaching what you are attracting them with is everything but christ notice what they're liking The braids, you. The uh, jacket, you. And then the worship, all your songs, right? And and I didn't know we did worship for the people. I thought worship was unto God. So everything is man-centered about Transformation Church by his own admission. About his own admission. So. And notice who's liking it. Is it the people of God? No, these are people who who's tr- he's trying to get here. It's like, it's okay if you don't understand the kingdom of God. You, but you're attracted to all these physical things, which Mike Todd, we've already established. That's not the Mike Todd. That's not the kingdom of God. None of what you describe is the kingdom of God. See, he, he wanted to, he wanted to uh, slap on people who didn't know what the kingdom of God is, but he himself doesn't know it reminds me of uh what 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 Jude talks about proud and boastful arrogant he has no clue what he's talking about but he's 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 confident in it
2: i can't tell you how many people say i don't do church but i mess with you they don't say that's not a good
0: thing mike todd unbelievers being comfortable in your church Without the conviction of God, it's not a good thing. See, in our idea, and, and I talked about this recently, which got me in a lot of trouble on Twitter. Church is for the repentant. See, in our idea, if we can just get unbelievers to church and they can just start, start kind of liking our charismatic pastor who preaches so well. We thought we'd done evangelism. We think that's evangelism today. If we just get people to church and they, oh, I mess with you, doc. All right, Unc, I mess with you, dog. That has nothing. to You know what? If an unbeliever told me that. But man, I got to change something. No, I'm preaching on hell next week. <laughs> right. Who cares if they like your church? I thought it was about the kingdom of God. See, in his idea, that is the kingdom of God. If pagans just like my church, yo man, he's funny, right? He think that's a good thing. That's not a that's not a good
2: thing. Mess with you, they don't say mess. <laughs> and y'all, so church, I bind you in the name of Jesus, using that four letter demon, cause that's where they at. Let them see it. Let them call, Let them do it. They're not ready to wear it yet. They're not ready to change clothes yet. But at least they saw somebody. Oh, my God. That looks like Jesus. That talks like Jesus. That loves like Jesus.
0: I want to go back and play that part because very problematic. so they're not ready to change clothes yet and he's i guess going from unconverted to christian but let them see it he's saying let them see the kingdom isn't that the very thing the the pharisees were asking about the physical and jesus says it's not here it's not there you can't point to it isn't that what we just talked about my guy mike todd you are contradicting the bible and then let them see somebody love like Jesus, sir. Look like Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, someone said Jesus had braids to the back in a tracksuit. Right. Jesus was not trying to culturally fit in like you are, sir. And I'm very loose on this, sir. Jesus was not trying to fit into what the culture liked like you. Jesus sure wasn't said. Jesus sure wasn't. Uh, Showing off his wife But that's another thing right
1: (laughs) No
2: no, he
0: said let them see it
2: Demon That's where they at Let them see it Let them them They not ready to wear it yet They're not ready to change Clothes yet but at least They saw somebody oh my god
0: this is the gospel of pragmatism. What is the gospel of pragmatism? And many churches operate like this. I was once guilty of this as well. Right. Using his example. they're Unbelievers, you know, they're, they're not ready to do it. They're not ready to commit their life to Jesus, but at least they're going to church. That's a good thing. Right. Right. It's a good thing that they're, you know, kind of doing similar things to us. Right. No. All that is judgment upon them unless they repent. God is not pleased with your halfway worship. God is not pleased with you just coming to church. So why are we? You know, it's so easy to impress Christians. All someone has to do is say something halfway positive about Christ and we ready to put them on the elder team next week. Say something halfway decent about God. God bless you and we'll put them in worship next week. Right. No. See, like I said, pragmatism does that. Pragmatism says we'll let you be on the worship in hopes that you'll become a Christian. We'll let you preach a sermon in hopes that you'll get closer to God. Rather than just doing what the Bible says. Preach the gospel to them. Right. In hopes that they believe the gospel. Like I said, pragmatism is dominating the church. It's dominating the modern church. We do what works. See, that's why they got all the lights in the. And the shows and this is why most churches. You know, they do worship for 45 minutes and the sermon is about 15 because it's what works right anybody that can halfway speak good they'll, they'll put up on the pulpit i've been in churches like this guys i was i was a part of it you show any kind of gift they put you on stage said so the gospel of pragmatism is what defines many churches not the bible not the bible I I wish not. I wish that was not the case. Oh, that's this is jewel always dropping jewels. She says pragmatism in this context is a functional denial of the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. Why can't we just do what the Bible says? Why can't we just why can't we just preach the Bible? Let he who comes comes. By the drawing of the spirit. Rather than. Saying, you know, diluting the word and then. Please, when pagans are don't mind sitting in our church, why can't we just preach the Bible, get rid of the props? Get rid of all the smoke machines. This preach, thus saith the Lord. See, many people think their word. Their fresh word is better than God's word. I want that. Hey, the old word is still fresh to me. God's scent does not run out. God's scent does not run out. It's that everlasting flavor. I still want what he said 2000 years ago, 4000 years ago, because it's still relevant. It's still relevant. Amen. Can I get a man in the chat? I mean, I'm, you know, but in all seriousness, This is what we need. Not not Mike Todd's gleefulness because pagans are don't mind coming to his church. And guess what? Don't mind changing to stay there. That's actually problematic, too. His gospel doesn't actually command you to change. His gospel doesn't demand you to do any of that. It's okay, Stay as you want. We understand that you're not ready to change your clothes. We understand that you're not ready to give it all up for Christ. Was that Paul's message to the Jews? Hey, I understand. (laughs) No. No, that was not the message of the Bible. And that's what we should be seeking God's word. So, yo, 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 my bro is in the building. Have to call you soon, bro. Love you, man. But uh, let's actually move on. Remember, I I I've already discussed how Mike Todd um redefines words, makes is not familiar with things like context, you know, exegesis and hermeneutic. I mean, I, I wonder what Mike Todd would say if I would say ex, ex- Extra Jesus. <laughs> Her- hermeneutic? Don't know him. <laughs> but uh Let's see how he defines other words in the Bible.
2: But I figured out what precept means. Pre meaning before, sept meaning thought. When you hear the word precept, it's the before thought.
0: Now, again, this caused me to look up some uh, some word studies on the on the you know so some lexicons on the issue because I was like, I've never heard this before. With me when I heard something. When I hear something I've never heard before, it doesn't cause me to like, oh, I'll take it. It causes me to go look at it like I'm going to have to look at that. So I looked it up, looked up some le- lexicons, looked up the Hebrew. And I never saw any word, a precept that means that. So it caused me to think, how is he getting that? You know what I think he's doing? I think he's thinking of the word. I think he's thinking of the word pre as in, you know, uh. The etymology pre meaning before and, and set like concept pre thoughts. <laughs> but Mike Todd, that's not how words are always used. I hope you don't think that about the grape nut. That is not a fruit, <laughs> you know, so you can't always do this with words. The word precept is a command, a charge of God it is not a before thought and like i said this seems minor in just its use but it gets dangerous and complica- more so complicated when he's telling the sheep that's what it means but that's not what a precept actually is now, he's not the only one who doesn't know what a precept is because the Hebrew he- he Israelites thinks it's a verse, but they're actually closer to him. <laughs> he's got he'll make me defend them over over Mike Todd. My goodness.
2: When you understand God's before thoughts, then you understand what he's doing right now. So-
0: Mike Todd, you don't even understand God's now thoughts, let alone the before thoughts.
2: One of the greatest things that you can do is go back and find out what the creator was thinking when he created you. The precepts or the pre-thoughts or the before thoughts of the Lord are right. Giving joy to the heart. Hold on. If I learn God's before thoughts about the kingdom, I get joy in my heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant. You
0: know, that's very. See, he's reading. Let me. Uh, he so he's <laughs> he see he, he he has no understanding of Bible See, this could be a self-correcting lesson. Um, If he actually just understood the Bible, let me actually move this out of the way for a second, because this says the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The command of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eye. See, funny enough, that's where light is actually being used of knowledge. But oftentimes in the Hebrew, they will repeat a. uh. A phrase or a similar sentence to mean the same thing. And so this is how we know it means command. The precepts of the Lord are right. The commands of the Lord are radiant. It's, it's the same thing being expressed uh, in different ways to mean the same thing. The commands of God. Right. But does he know anything about the Hebrew uh, grammar? <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, this guy found out what kingdom meant last week. Um, So. So very interesting, huh? The reason why it got interesting is because of this.
2: Let me give you a formula that I understand when I got this word precept before thought of God. God has a before thought of the kingdom. He wasn't looking at culture and like, let me come up with something that 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 fits into the culture.
0: God has a before thought about the kingdom. I don't even know what that means, given that God's thoughts are eternals. Eternal. God. uh, So a pre-thought before. uh, Like I said, it's confusing when you when you just like think about it for a second. Like, hmm. Like like I said, things can sound good until you actually examine. Examine them. Like I said, I don't even know what that anyways
2: he said before any of this was here i had a pre-thought he said if you get a
0: but remember this is the same guy that said knowledge was created so i don't know how god is having prethoughts when knowledge was see when you actually examine people according to what they're actually saying it makes no sense this is how you know it's kingdom
2: precept then you can get a concept
0: if you get- hold on let me go back because you guys got to hear this And I want you to ask yourself, does this make a lick of sense?
2: You can get a concept, a precept, then you can get a concept. If you get a concept, then you can get a conviction. When you get a conviction, then you have established a belief. When you get a belief, then you get an ideology. And when you get an ideology then you get a philosophy and philosophy is how we live our lives i just gave you the cheat code what bro what are you talking about man
0: he he thought it was so deep but none of that actually made any sense so (laughs) this is what was on the screen and i and i i had to laugh at this because just before I, i went live I saw that um, (laughs) precept is actually uh, spelled wrong. So he got to fire his graphic team because it's percept. (laughs) It's idea, then percept, Uh, which is fitting. I perceive this to be silly. You know, (laughs) I perceive this to be silly. But an idea, then a precept, which is. How did the how did the l- let me uh so we understand what he's trying to say with pre is preset right we we understand how did the idea become for before the before thoughts that uh, huh how did an idea become come before the pre thoughts and then it gave a concept which gave a conviction which came a belief which is really ideas ideology (laughs) like i said this makes no sense but you have people in the crowd like oh oh they're just loving it no lick of sense right he's doing the best he can yeah we're gonna get to that He just this makes no this graphic makes no sense if you put I would have, you know, I thought if you'd have put these things on a screen, I would have thought it was a word bank for a crossword puzzle. I would have had no idea what was going on. That would have been. (laughs) I would have had to thought this was a crossword puzzle. You couldn't have you couldn't have said these. This is an order of a cheat code I'm going to give you for life. I would have said, well, what, 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 well, wait a minute. What are you talking? I would have said,
1: boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy.
0: Make no sense. Yeah, this ain't it. Yeah, the only thing that is right is that ideas come before philosophy. Yeah, because philosophy are ideas, you know, formulated. But that's, like I said, (laughs) if I'm being gracious, I would say like, okay, he got the cap in right. (laughs) So we could just ignore the rest uh whose man is this man like this man just comes up here and just uses his
1: come with me and you'll be in a world of pure
0: imagination Jesus uses his own imagine mic top
1: We don't need our
2: Bibles not as long as we have our imagination
1: It's just my imagination.
0: This is Mike Todd just giving what comes in his own head and saying Bible, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what happens when you hate studying the Bible. So true. Uh, How about this? If if it is your profession and you hate studying the Bible, I'm probably not going to go to you first. Just saying. Can you imagine going to the doctor office? man, I hate studying the human body dog it's your job yeah I don't I don't really do it much. I don't really do it much I, like no one would go to that doctor. He would be shut down immediately. but people would gladly accept that for a pastor right? They gladly accept that for someone who's preaching the word of God, because, you know, we don't take the we don't take the word of God seriously. As we do other other professions, we'll let a mecha- we would not let a mechanic work on our car who says what Mike Todd does. But we give Mike Todd a pass because God's using him. He's you know, everybody makes mistakes. No one's perfect, right? We give all kind of excuses for the M.O.G., right? Man of God, going back to my charismatic days. <laughs> yeah, man, we, we wouldn't we wouldn't do that. But I've talked about some of the silliness of Mike Todd. But. Again, I'll give him kudos when it's deserving.
2: Then you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. Do you really want to be a follower of Jesus? This is what they should put on the billboard. Be a citizen of the kingdom where you will be arrested, persecuted, and maybe even killed. People are promises, houses, and cars, and Bentleys. He said, every day you better pick up your cross and follow me. You sure you want to live this kingdom life? Because you got to have some skin in the game. I'm saying this to scare you.
0: Now, shout out to Mike Todd for that, because that was actually true. I, I, I think we would see less Christians and you would see more sincere ones in times of persecution. But the problem is he just contradicted what he said at the beginning of the sermon about the reason why people aren't having a victorious life. It's because they don't accept this kingdom definition of him. If they did, they would see um, their marriages change, their their, their uh, finances, et cetera, et cetera. That literally contradicts everything you just said about that. So just very interesting. Very interesting. Now, this is just a short statement, and it's not elaborated on so I can only you know, say as little or as much as he did, but it causes me to raise questions on more so on what he think the primary thing of the kingdom is. Now, guys, if I asked you that question, what would you say? Let's, let's do a little, let's do a little, not a game, but a survey. What is the primary thing or person or, yeah, well, aspect Well, let's say this. What is the primary aspect about the kingdom? I'm going to write mine down here just so I'm not cheating. Uh, The primary deal, like everything else points to this. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Someone say, can we do a fundraiser to send Michael Todd to seminary? (laughs) Oh man, that would be funny, but yeah, I, w- I would love to hear your answer. This 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 one is gonna cause for some um um some participation. Sunlight says servanthood. BCDC says Jesus. Right, Matthew says Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, let's get some more answers going in here. Yeah, you, you guys didn't know. You're going to be tested today. Denise says Christ. Okay. Um. Yeah, maybe, maybe a few more. Then I will give you my position. Antonio says Jesus Christ. All right. I like it. All right. Maybe one more. King Jesus. I love it. I love it. Adoration of Christ. Good answers. Good answers. Prince Gotti says, God, okay. I'm going to tell you my answer, okay? Now that you guys have time to ponder and think. The kingdom is about Jesus. That is a primary, but I'm going to even be more particular. The kingdom is about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. It all points to that central theme. All right ultimately i mean to put it even more in a language you probably would absolutely agree the kingdom is about the gospel it's about his death his atoning sacrifice his life and resurrection right would anybody disagree with that as the primary aspect of the kingdom right would would anybody disagree with that i mean other things are a part of the kingdom obviously but yeah antonio says facts okay so he agrees agree amen all right so yep the foundation a lot of people a lot of people are agreeing right so this statement was very interesting and like i said i'm not gonna make a big deal about it because. He never really elaborates on it, but it lets you know kind of where he is and is thinking about the kingdom.
2: Read the last part, mama. And the good news. Somebody say good news. About the kingdom. No, 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 no. I thought it was the good news about the cross. The kingdom. I thought it was the good news about the blood. The kingdom.
0: Like I said, he never actually elaborates on it, but but notice I thought it was a good news about the cross. And she said, The kingdom. He says, I thought it was a good news about the blood. Right? He kind of mockingly says that the blood. I thought it was about the blood. So in his mind, it seems the only way I can interpret that, it seems Mike Todd does not think that the primary message about the kingdom has to do with anything about the cross or the blood. Those are like lower level kingdom things. Now I would be curious on what he thinks is the primary message of the kingdom is. Someone says that is mom. Yes. Yes. So, like I said, it leaves me wanting to know more about this. Like I said, it leaves me having more questions on what he thinks the primary thing of the kingdom is. Um, Like I said, this is Mike Todd, though. I mean, so. All right. So a couple more things and we will wrap this up. But
2: let's check this out as well. I want us to look at scripture so close. And I want us to be like, dang, that was there the whole time.
0: Well, you got to love it for you to get that reaction. So, <laughs> uh You might want to start loving what you're looking at and studying so you can actually be amazed at the God's in debt or his uh, riches of the debt. Right. So
2: yeah. I told the team, there's some messages I'm going to have to go back and and watch and see if I need to take them down.
0: Some. (laughs) Uh, Some, I would say majority of the messages and matter of fact you might have to take not might you will have to take this one down because this was filled with so much error so um I don't know what you mean by might
2: so yeah see you too prideful for that I said I was king dumb was
0: was uh, he, th- was is past tense, Mike, Mike Todd. Uh, I understand i got to help you with some of these words, but was is past tense. Is is the proper term you're looking for. It's a present reality.
2: So, 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 so I was telling people stuff. I did the best that, you know, that Mariah Carey thing. I'm going to do the best with what I got.
0: I never heard of that one. Sorry. Oh,
2: that's what I was doing with with, with the understanding I had. That's why when people make YouTube videos and do all that other stuff, I'm doing the best. This the
0: best. This this is this is the best. I would hate to see you on off week like Todd. I mean, this is the best. And if this is the best. That's even more reason for you to step down. Imagine a quarterback throws. This is the this is the equivalent of throwing seven picks in the first half. (laughs) And the court, the coach is like, we must have been you. And he's like, I'm doing the best I can. we you still about to sit you. So. Again, if this is the best you got. This is even more reason for you to sit your butt down somewhere, you know. You shouldn't be in the pool pit if this is all you can do. I understand you're a better entertainer than a pastor. Go entertain, Mike Todd. There's there's nothing stopping you from being successful in this age, digital age, of doing the thing you want to do and more passionate about than preaching the Bible anyway. But there's no reason to, <laughs> uh, to do this in God's church. So yeah. Well, someone says I was done with K-Dub when he called Mike Todd a pastor with a physical location and international membership, and over you're know, you clearly, purposely misquoting. I don't even know what you're talking about. I call him pastor because I'm actually being gracious when I call him pastor because I actually don't think he's a pastor.
2: So. But I got? if I'm wrong, if I've done something in error, if I've messed something up, the Holy Spirit and my accountability can correct me. You making a YouTube video doesn't help me.
0: Now, I think that's shots at Alan Parr. I don't think it's a me, little old me, but I think it's about Alan Parr. He has the bigger platform. So I'll be humble enough to say it's probably about Alan Parr. Um, Let me go back and uh, hear what was said again.
2: If I'm wrong, if I've done something in error, if I,
0: if you're wrong, if you've done something in error, that's not the same humility. It says you might need to see all this is not actual humility. It's like you slap your wife, and it's like if I've done something wrong, I'm sorry. Wait a minute, <laughs> it's not if you have done something wrong. You've preached a false message on the Trinity, and 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 again, this is not taking false doctrine serious. Because look. If I'm in the same shoes, if I preach messages where I look, I didn't know what I was talking about. I would have to take a long sabbatical, at least at the very minimal till I'm able to get back in the pulpit and to preach at the at the max. I mean, at the I would argue the most biblical thing to do. Yeah, I'm probably not called. Because I just play games in the pulpit. Right. I uh, I just like to joke around and play games when I'm up in this pulpit. I don't really get Bible. I just I just want to play with the Play-Doh and the Chick-fil-A sauce. Right. I don't really preach the text, really. And even when I do, I get it wrong. Clearly, like saying priest preset means pre-thought. I don't really know the Bible. That's what I would do if I was in Mike Todd's shoes. But notice he actually sh- this is a constant guys you want to know if you have a bully in the pulpit a spiritual abuser someone who actually does not is not humble when they're wrong they shift the blame i'm learning a lot about that in a book i'm reading they shift the blame rather than just owning their sin this is not humility notice what he does he shifts the
2: blame to other people mess something up The Holy Spirit and my accountability can correct me. You making a YouTube video doesn't help me.
0: Well, clearly you're not listening to anybody. The Holy Spirit, your accountability, or the people making YouTube videos. You know? Kanye was right about you Christians. Okay? Kanye... (laughs) I don't know if he should be Kanye advising uh kanye on spiritual matters giving his state but anyways yeah gaslight 101 I he has he ate the sauce yet chris played for me yesterday i couldn't even listen or look why he was in that sauce. <laughs> no he hasn't played it yet i'm about to play it next but yeah it's it's not humility
2: you don't pray for me you don't ask god let there be illumination or light Yes, I do. But you refuse
0: to listen to any of that. Next step uh, is removal. He says, what book are you reading? I, I believe it's called Bully Pulpit by uh Kruger. star Fisher says playing the video and misquoting to support your own agenda is far more problematic than a man who was raised in a church saying he has never heard the kingdom message preached this way playing the message playing the video and misquoting what did i misquote i literally played him saying it well what did i misquote see this is what mike toddites do when when you review the, you mis, you're misquoting him i'm literally playing him in the video saying the thing i'm critiquing so please be specific otherwise you're just slandering and god hates slander thanks for the super chat mary says praying for wisdom and endurance for you chris blessings thank you god bless you
2: you want a follower and you doing it in the name of jesus i don't know where this is coming from but you are
0: this is the <laughs> This is the old uh, assuming motivations line, right? Assuming your motivations. Well, if you're making a video, that means you're doing it to gain a following. How? How? how this is very uh, arrogant when you think about it because <laughs> it's it insinuates you need Mike Todd to gain a following. All right. Because he didn't apologies in the way that satisfy your flesh, your mad hurt. Well, I've been doing a been going on this video for an hour plus And I just played this part of the video, but I'm not hurt. I mean, I'm doing fine. I'll get off of this live afterwards and go along with my day. But again, this is not what an apology looks like. Again, if someone wants to curse you out, you wouldn't accept the Mike Todd apology. If I did something wrong. I'm sorry. You wouldn't accept that apology if someone uh, offended you. You have higher standards for yourself, I'm sure. So, yeah.
2: Working against the kingdom.
0: Um, And so he says, you know, making a video against him is working against the kingdom. Well, my Todd, you're you're you are not the kingdom. I know you think you are. You're, you've already pointed to yourself as the kingdom, but you're not the kingdom. Again, if it's physical and you can point to it, it's not the kingdom. We've already shared that from. Um, from scripture. Yeah, him and uh, Marcus Rogers have the same tactic. Again, most false teachers, most cult leaders, and I'm not calling Mock Todd a cult leader. Not even yet. Um, most cult leaders, false teachers have the same tactics. Rather than addressing the actual error that they're doing, he couldn't just say, hey, I'm going to take the video down and leave it at that. He has to attack people who are addressing his error on the way down. And then he uses the qualifier. If Mike Todd, there's no if about your false teachings. You have made numerous false teachings. Again, the humble way would just to say they're right about the false teachings I made. And I need to reexamine those things and receive correction. But no, he has to attack them and assume motivations. No, you know what? We can prove his theology is bad. Can he Can he prove that my assumption is to gain a liking or a following? No, he's assuming that. He's assuming that. Star says, who's misquoting God? Mike Todd, I've, I've, I've literally provided examples. <laughs> I provided examples. She says the issue. I'm assuming this is a she. The issue is church folks pointing at other church folks saying they are a distraction when in actuality, fo- folks pointing the fingers are the distraction. See, so you're not allowed to actually make. It. I mean, this is a self refuting statement because she's pointing fingers at us. Um, but notice you, you in 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 Christianity, you're not allowed to touch certain people, you're not allowed to disagree with them. If you do, you're demonic, you're of the devil, you're working against the kingdom. I mean, we can learn a lesson from uh, Scripture. No one is above reproach when it comes to error. See, this is why the church has so many false teachers. This is why the church has many abusers. Because people have put these people on pedestals where they can't be touched. Because when you do address them, the, the whole church will come against you because they've idolized this man for so long. You can't take away that idol. Yeah, I know they've done all this stuff, but God's still using them. It's just silly.
2: The truth hurts.
0: Let me keep addressing Kelly first. He says, "Let the tea, tear and wheat grow together until the harvest. Then we will know." How is that against the kingdom? Because you may uproot the wheat too. Let me say this very clear: Mike Todd isn't even a tear. I see that is not a wheat. Ultimately, what you're saying is don't address false doctrine. But how does this how does this actually play out in scripture when we have? Do we see your method in scripture? And what I mean by uh, when people are clearly preaching false doctrine, do we see the apostles just saying, well, they're just preaching false doctrine. We'll let the wheat and tear grow together. no, no. We have numerous examples in Scripture, the Apostle Paul addressing false doctrine. Did he have this approach when he when he addressed Peter? Peter was actually a believer. He was part of the elect. He was wheat. Be careful of misusing a scripture that causes you to have a contradiction in the text. According to you, the Apostle Paul was wrong for addressing Peter something to think about.
2: When God shows me something, I'm humble enough. That's why Jesus tells us to cast our crowns. Take off all your titles. Take off all your success, all the zeros you made, all the awards and accolades. Take it off. When you come to the king of.
0: Remember, guys, when I talked about pragmatism, this is a great example of it. And we'll get back to the video shortly. She says, There's so many testimonials of people repenting and following God after his teaching. Should we not rejoice in that? This is called pragmatism. It's working, right? It's working, right? Shouldn't we just, you know, let it be? Just rejoice? You know, Mormons say similar things. What about when this teaching contradicts the Bible? Should it not matter just because people are getting saved? I mean, I I reject that a lot of people are getting saved, but it matters. Theology matters, and we're not pragmatists here. We follow the scripture, not Mike Todd.
2: Take off all your success, all the zeros you made, all the awards and accolades. Take it off. When you come to the king of King. Oh, I I can't wait to teach this. He's not talking about some foreign land of kings. He said, I am the king of kings. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say it one more time. I am the king of kings. There was just a transition that happened. In London, where the the queen of England died, as soon as she died, her heir was automatically made the king. Was he a king when he was born? Yes. Was he a king as a teenager? Yes. Why? Because he was a son or a daughter of the one who had the authority. I can't even preach it. But when we're talking about the kingdom, he's saying, You, your life. On earth, I give you the ability to have the same power I have in heaven. On earth, that's when the disciples said, Teach us.
0: God has not given you the same power he has in heaven. Someone said, is he saying the congregation are kings? That's exactly what he's saying. The king of kings is not referring to you. <laughs> the, the, the point is, Jesus is the king of people who actually have kingship. So, of course, he has reign over everything. But but let's go back and listen to this part.
2: I can't even preach it. But When we're talking about the kingdom, he, he's saying you, your life. On earth, I give you the ability to have the same power I have in heaven. On earth, that's one.
0: No, God has not given you the same power he has. Can you create a world ex nihilo? Can you raise yourself from the dead? Can you save... Millions of people. Can you command the angels what to do? Mike Todd, can you tell the waves, the winds where to go? Mike Todd, were you there? When everything was great? Mike Todd, are you omniscient? Mike Todd, are you omnipresent? See, this is why it's dangerous. This is why this is dangerous. You do not have the same power. As God you are a man you will die you will stand before the king of kings and you will bow the knee he will not bow the knee before you greater things shall you do Jesus said this verse has been misused by so many in the charismatic movement so Alphine I ask you the same question what will you do that's greater than Jesus's resurrection? Please demonstrate what you will do that's greater than what Jesus did. I would like to know. We would like to know what you have done. Matter of fact, there's multiple, to, multiple multitude of things you saying you're doing. That's greater than you, greater than Jesus did. I would like to know what that is. God does not share his glory with another. See, this is why Mike Todd needs to be removed from the pulpit. This is why this video is a warning for those in his church and for Mike Todd. The hope is that he does repent. The hope that, he's, that he does repent. You know. Eric says, Paul said he rejoiced even though they preached Christ for self of ambition. When do we let it go? Just want to continue to call out. So here's the deal. Paul was addressing their motive. Paul knew their motive was wrong, but they weren't preaching false doctrine because we see how we handle people. We see how the Apostle Paul handled people who was preaching false doctrine. He was addressing people whose doctrine was right, but they were doing it for selfish gain. So, yeah. I have no clue what this person is talking about. Actually, Hebrew means he rules. I never even gave a definition of Hebrew. Your slip is hanging, but because you're hundred and sixty seven followers don't know they can't tell you my goodness let me move around keep you all in my prayers okay you do what you got to (laughs) do
2: interesting the disciples said teach us how to pray let me give them one prayer our father who art in that's his domain kingdom his domain hallowed be thy name let me get under authority thy kingdom thy will be done where on earth as it is where king of kings
0: yeah i know someone said this sounds a little like the little god's doctrine that he's trying to teach um, where we have the same ability. So it sounds like what, again, he doesn't elaborate on it. So I, I, I'm i not making an accusation about it, <clears throat> but it sounds like what he's trying to say is God has His realm in heaven and we have our realm on earth and we can do the same thing God can do. I mean, that's just blasphemous, but. All right, last video, guys, and this is actually why I wanted to play this. I'm gonna let a, him do a lot of talking. So let's get through this. It's not just the sauce. Oh, so he's explaining. <clears throat> he's exp- so he he goes and he gives this analogy about uh, Chick Fil A sauce versus um, uh, what's the other sauce they have? they the hot sauce. They have the hot sauce, right? And he says when did he he. I think I cut this part out, but wouldn't it be strange if we went to the drive through and um, we ordered just the Chick-fil-A sauce and not the sandwich. Right. Like pretty, he's essentially saying the, the kingdom is more than just the Chick-fil-A sauce.
2: Right. So. It's the sandwich. It's the service. It's the Sabbath. It's the sustenance. It's like actually, when I enjoy all of it, it fills me up. The church has been focusing on the sauces of the kingdom. Salvation, let me offend your religion, is a sauce of the kingdom. Healing is a sauce of
0: salvation. Is a sauce of the kingdom. Huh? Salvation is a sauce of the... My friend, salvation is the foundation. You get the foundation wrong, you don't have the house. You don't have no Chick-fil-A without the foundation, using your analogy. It's not just a little sauce. Just Salvation sounds so minor in Mike Todd's theology. Yeah. Just a little sauce over there, my friend. Salvation is not the sauce. Yeah, Mike Toller is saucy, but salvation ain't. <laughs> Who says that about the gospel? That is just the sauce. Who says that about the gospel? My man, Mike Todd. Salvation's the main thing. Jesus Christ is the main thing. What he did is the main thing. (sighs) Yeah, I got to do it. St. Westbrook then.
2: What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Let's keep it going, man. If you get the kingdom, it comes with it. You don't have to pay extra. At these other cheap establishment, they want to charge you $0.25 cent for sweet and sour sauce. Okay, I ain't saying, I ain't saying no names. But your golden arches is broke. I, you're not living in a kingdom, you kingdom. Like, but I have never once been charged for sauces at that kingdom establishment it's a kingdom establishment like, what do they say? How many, how much do you want? How much healing do you want? How much deliverance?
0: Here's how his analogy is wrong because right. There are false gospels, but there's no false sauce, right? Yeah. sauces you don't like, see, this is a very pluralistic example. Where the kingdom is me ordering sauces I like rather than the gospel that God commanded. See, this is why I'm not a big fan of analogies because this analogy breaks down so clearly. Salvation is not like going to Chick-fil-A and getting sauces you like. This is this ain't, you know, where I'm getting served and God's serving me at his establishment. See, like this analogy breaks down so much. This is why, hey, look, just use the Bible. Is the Bible sufficient to make your point? It's a question we'd like to know. Well, no, it's not because he's not preaching what the Bible says.
2: Do you want? You don't got to pay extra for this. You want deliverance, healing. And prosperity, you can have all of it. You wanna dip it in this, dip it in that, and dip it in this? They never judge me because I want it all. Somebody shout, I want it all. I want everything that comes with the kingdom. We just been promoting sauces. Come to this church, it's a church of Polynesian sauce. At this church, you will know. The poly of the Niger. Come to this church. It's hot and spicy. This is the Buffalo Conference. If you need revelation, come to Revelation Ranch Church. Leave that camp. Leave that camp. Leave that camp. We are the sauce. Everybody's still hungry. And the world don't want what we have because we starving. You don't.
0: The world don't want what we have because they hate who we have. Like I said, none of this, none of this makes sense. Well, just And, and then you got churches saying, we, we, we're the Polynesian sauce and this. Sauce. No, you have a false gospel. See, th- none of this relates to anything that what we're talking about. Remember, this is I think this is a defense of himself still. Right. People making YouTube videos on him. So he's the Chick-fil-A sauce. Look
2: fool! You don't look happy. You walking around with your sauce mad. How they get blessed. How they get a chicken sandwich.
0: Pause, bro. (laughs) No man should be dipping their sauce like that with their finger. Pause.
2: They going to hell. Hell for you. Hell for your children. Hell for your grandkid. Hell.
0: I mean, besides the femininity in all this, he mocks actually doctrine like people have valid accusations on him. He mocks all that and he's, well, this is just a different sauce. This ain't your sauce then. Right? And he actually mocks what we're we're saying. The, again, another reason why he should get out of the pulpit.
2: Dang, I'm hungry. Y'all got any extra of that? I've been trying this God thing. And it's leaving me empty. Might as well try something else. I'll keep coming on Sunday. Search over. Give me what you got. And this has been the dilemma of humanity since the fall. What we lost was heaven. on. Guys, I want you to listen to this.
0: I want you to listen to this.
2: And this has been the dilemma of humanity since the fall. Hold on a second.
0: (laughs) Bro, you should not be. Doing this to me, man. He said, I bet you the sauce he has is sweet and sour. Hold the sour.
1: (laughs) Stop playing with me, man. (laughs) I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to be serious. Hold on, man.
0: Yo, pause, though. For real, man. Like. I don't know where that finger been, but.
2: Let's keep going, man. This has been the dilemma of humanity since the fall. What we lost was heaven on earth. Eden was an actual place on earth. It was the first representation of heaven on earth. Our sin got us shut out of it. But God said, I got a plan. I'm going to make somebody just a little lower than the angels because I don't even want to use an angel no more because the last time I used an angel.
0: (sighs) Now, I want to hear you guys thoughts before I give mine. I want to hear your guys thoughts before I give mine. Because I had some issues with that. But I don't want to now full disclosure. I played this section for my wife and I asked her, what does she think? I asked her, what did she think? Because I didn't want to rush to judgment, but because, you know, he never actually returns to this idea. Let me go back. Got to shut out of it, but God said, "I got a plan." So, <laughs> even that, God said, "I man falls, I got a plan." It's almost like God comes on from the from the spot, but I'll be gracious and say that's not what He meant, right? But w- watch this.
2: I'm going to make somebody just a little lower than the angels.
0: God made someone lower than the angels seems to be a reference to Jesus god 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 made Jesus now it sounds like he's saying the father created Jesus and now we know that he does, he has said that the father remember he's he's talked about the son the uh spirit being formed and fashioned so it's not out of the realm of possibility that he believes the sun was also created, but he goes further right here
2: because I don't even want an no to an use an angel no more because the last time I used an angel,
0: I don't want to use an angel no more because the last time I use an angel, does he think Satan was first used to in a redemptive purposes? Like I said, he never actually returns to this idea. So it's actually this, this section right here raises so many questions on his view of Satan, man before the fall, and Christ being some form of a created being—I I, I honestly don't know. Right? Satan was never used in this way, and 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 Jesus was the replacement. He, uh, someone say he think he's talking about Adam. Well, Adam was never even used in that sense. Yeah, so the father is correcting a mistake. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this rages all sorts of questions. Let's go back and let's listen to it here with that in mind.
2: Was heaven on earth. Eden was an actual place on earth. It was the first representation of heaven. On Earth, our sin got us shut out of it. But God said, "I got a plan. I'm going to make somebody just a little lower than the angels, because I don't even want to use an angel no more. Because the last time I used an angel,
0: the last t- I don't want to use an angel no more. Because the last time I used an angel, Satan was n- wasn't using." So it sounds like what he's saying is, I'm going to send Jesus to replace what Satan should have done. That Satan was never to be used in that redemptive play, per, uh, purposes.
2: He became kingdom. He forgot who the king was, so he started taking the praises, and he convinced with darkness and ignorance one third of the angels. To follow him. And Jesus confirms, I saw Satan (laughs) fall like lightning. He says, so I'm going to prove to him that I don't even need an angelic being to do this.
0: An angelic being to do what? Satan was never meant to take on the sins of man. Satan was never meant to. I don't know where he's getting this from. I, I, I don't know where he's getting this from. Yeah, sounds very Mormon-y. <laughs> That's a nice way to say heresy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I none of this is in the Bible. Again, by his own standard, he's going to have to take this video down. <sighs> just,
2: just amazing. I'm going to put less being called a human on this earth. And with my help, I'm going to reestablish and expand the kingdom on earth as it is in
0: God's going to put a hold on. God's going to put a lesser being. Hold on a second. Let me let me think this through with you guys. Help. God's going to put a lesser being. Jesus, lesser being, hold on, on.
2: let's let's go back. To follow him, and Jesus confirms, I saw Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Fall like lightning. He says, so I'm going to prove to him that I don't even need an angelic being to do this. I'm going to put less being, called a human, on this earth, and with my help, I'm going
0: I mean, but Jesus isn't just the humane. However, I he said it, um, uh, Jesus was the God man. He just, he just not. He's not just a man. Like I said, I'm not gonna harp on him too hard right there. I mean, he's already given us the Mormony quote. But uh, yeah, Jesus is fully God and fully man.
2: So. To reestablish and expand the kingdom on earth as it is in. See the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. Share the kingdom. And what's the last thing? Serve the kingdom.
0: This is why I said Mike Todd needs to be warned about his his view of God. I, I, mem- I know some of you guys will remember me playing the video where he said that the Holy Spirit was um, formed and fashioned. Right now, it kind of seems some kind of view of Jesus being made in a creative sense. Like I said, it's hard to know where he's going because he doesn't. He doesn't actually flesh that out. And then. The angels kind of or Satan himself kind of being a redeemer prior to at some point, so he was replaced by Jesus. Like it's it's so confusing. It's it's so confusing about his his view of God. Yes, I say he has four days of preaching correctly. <laughs> I, I mean I know many people who will be able to go up there with no sermon prep. Ten minutes, they're told, "Hey, they gotta preach," and come out with something way better than that. Um, yeah, he went from yeah. This will definitely be confusing sitting there. Kingdom sauce angel, <laughs> like your sermon notes. <laughs> what y'all talk about? Um, uh, we talked about um the kingdom. Uh, Haters on YouTube. Chick-fil-A sauce. Angels. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm seeing what he's saying, I think. So if he believes Satan is a worshiper, he didn't fulfill his role because of pride. So he made humans to bring heaven. Well, that's not what he's talking about. He said he was replaced by Jesus. I mean, so I mean, I think it would be a little too gracious in that way. Clearly, he said Jesus is the one who replaced Satan. Um, Unless you believe humans are the one that redeemed man, which is would be a weird view. Um, But, yeah, I don't want those sermon notes. (laughs) I mean, you can you can you can keep all. Yeah. Don't forget we're all dumb. Yeah. It's easy to preach to people when you just you just told them they're all dumb anyway. You know. Yes, this dude's sermon outline looked like a maze. My goodness, I can't imagine the person writing that transcript. <laughs> Did my pastor just say Chick Fil A sauce? How, how do you how do you get the uh, the effect the the finger smack effect in the transcript? <laughs> you just put Chick Fil A sauce smacking good or something. I don't know, like. It's like I said, man, I just I'm just tired of just the games, man, just the games. Mike Todd plays in the in the pulpit. Alphine says Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can't defend that one, right? <laughs> yeah, He's a Christian comedian. All right. Emphasis on the comedian. <clears throat> but but yeah, man, I, I, I saw this. Someone sent me this sermon. I was like, please, you got to. You got to talk about this. And I, they sent me a particular section. They sent me a particular section in the sermon. And I was just like.
1: Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy.
0: I was just like, no way he said that. So I was like, you guys know me. And I listened to the whole sermon. I was like, I got to start from the beginning. Let me see what this sermon was about. And I kind of regret my life's decision. <laughs> Let me say this. I got my wisdom teeth pulled Tuesday. Getting the wisdom teeth pulled was far less excruciating than listening to a sermon from Mike Todd. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. I would rather go tomorrow and get my wisdom tooth pulled than listen or become a member at Mike Todd church. You know, I mean... It's very difficult, very, very very difficult, you know. I mean, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I'll definitely rather um get my wisdom teeth pulled again. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> I hope this video was helpful, y'all. Um, thing is, we don't unite because of non-salvation issues. Well, if you don't think who God is is a if you think God is a non-salvation issue, that's very interesting. Um so yeah, I hope that was helpful to you guys. Hope hopefully you learned some stuff. Hopefully you learned more about the kingdom <laughs> than what <clears throat> than what uh he taught, Mike Todd, that is. You know, uh Does Mike Todd have a membership procedure? I'm not certain of that. I'm not certain. Uh, Let's be honest. Most churches don't have a church membership model. Their church membership model for most churches is, hey, you've been going here for more than six months, (laughs) right? You're a member, you know? And so it's very interesting, right? Uh, Um. Uh, Michael Soto says, "You are not God, and I can promise you that a humbling is coming. Mark my words in Jesus' name." righty. Musante says, "I learned about sauces. I'm gonna put some on a sandwich now." <laughs> yeah, everybody says they're hungry now. That's all he makes. He made us more physically hungry, not uh spiritually hungry. Right? There's no way no one's starving for more scripture. After that and not Chick-fil-A. The the, the sad thing is he preached that Sunday service on a Sunday. So nobody could even fulfill the very thing he made them more hungry for. (laughs) Uh, So very interesting. Right. So you guys know my goal here at All Things Theology is constantly get you guys to think about it, to think about it in light of what scripture says. So hope you guys enjoy the video till the next time, y'all. grace and peace peace, y'all grace and peace peace. hey till the next time y'all grace and peace